0: Previously on Talking Joe. Yeah, to so tune in for more toys next week. But right now, we've got to see what the the question from the listeners was. We asked you a question to, for you to come up with a question that then we would answer instead of you answering because this time we are the listeners to your questions and we will answer them. Terrible. Strong, Br- string strong, back, bring back, Funk Punches Jingle. Talking Joe is on the air, and here are your hosts, Chief and Mark. Hey, 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 season's greetings from the Talking Joe studio, we're live, well me and the Funky Bunch are definitely, um, I am the Chief Doggy Dog, Christmas hat and cheer Plenty, joined by my co-host as ever, that's you, you're on mute. <laughs> Sorry, it's
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you left me, I thought I was doing the show by myself Yeah, I'm Mark, Mark Attacker, coming at you like having Solo and chewbacca. Um yeah. yeah, it's Christmas Eve Yes When yes. this
0: launches Yes, um, the, we were going to do a little mince pie review but both of us forgot to bring any into the studio Well so, yeah, uh, I, I ate all of my
1: mince pies um,
0: I'll tell you I was... what I had, I went to, the missus got a £50 voucher for Marks & Spencer from work, so mm. I went to Marks & Spencer yesterday to kind of, you know, Get the only 50 people that, pounds
1: worth of mince pies. the only
0: people that shop regularly in Marks & Spencer are people like Ben, um, who've got that Marks & Spencer kind of money, um, you know, that's, you know, that. that racking is, up in his Tesla to Marks & Spencer that's it. That's it. But um, you know, as a treat, I went there. You know, I managed to get four items in the basket for fifty quid at Marks and Spencer. No, I, I you know, I. It's a, it's a high-end store for those in the US. Um, but I did get a lot of luxury Christmas Day items, um, and I did buy a pack of four mince pies. They're expensive. It was four quid for four. Ooh. But these are top in the charts. These are the best I have had this calendar year. So. Excellent very good very
1: good um, what about you what have you been up to oh I was you just got me thinking about Christmas food as well yes uh, I got a uh, I got a, a Pandoro uh, from uh, my mum the other day what's a Pandoro uh, It's a bit like it's, it's Italian sort of light Christmas cake it's a bit like a Panettone okay but it's uh, it's sort of shaped with uh, it's angular so it, you can it's, it's almost looks like a, a Christmas tree and it's uh you you get a, ba- a bag of like sort of icing sugar in with it and you shake it up and so you get a nice dusting of uh, uh sugary goodness on the outside of it and you taste it and you know you um and it's just really light and fluffy and airy so you can like eat a massive wedge of cake and it just feels like you're eating air it's uh sounds yeah. good. Uh, it's a christmasy treat. Yes. Shay's yes. uh Shay the mark. <laughs> good
0: good stuff. good stuff I tell you the other thing I've been doing is or well, two things by now, everyone listening to this podcast will surely have listened to the Outer Timers special Empire Strikes Back watch along, which came out last week. Uh, you listened to it yourself? Yeah, I've listened. I listened on uh, on Friday when I was doing my last day of work. It was a good one. I'll tell you, me and Ben mentioned, you know, off air after recording, that th- that two hours, ten minutes went by in about 20 minutes for us. It was just over so quick. Uh, I think we were just... Um, you know buzzing and in the moment so it was good so look out for a new hope watch along coming just after christmas in the new year so we have done it obviously in reverse order which is a strange way to do it but nonetheless a good experience the other thing is you know as the day this pod launches I the chief dog will have seven days left to complete his 200 calendar movie Ooh. target and at this point in time i well when we were as we're as of recording here behind the curtain Marky Funky Bunch said it's Christmas Eve it will be when you're listening to the show but you um, know it's actually 11 days to
1: go and I've got 11 movies to watch so I am right up against it right to the wire unfortunately mm. mm. you're on your Christmas holidays unfortunately you have a family yeah. <laughs> that has demands there you go there you go <laughs> so you know it used to be that
0: I could You know, when I was working, the kid was at school, I'm in the loft. Occasionally I could put on a movie at lunchtime, you know, and watch that in the loft. And that would help my numbers. But now the kid is off school and I'm off work for three weeks. Then the chance of trying to watch a movie during the daytime is zero. So now, um, just evenings, but I'm trying to catch up on Clone Wars. Well, no, I was going to say that, actually. I finished Clone Wars Season 7. I mentioned to you off-air that... The final four episodes of season seven are for me the greatest Star Wars output since 1983. Now, let's also bear in mind I've only up to episode three of Mandalorian season two. Um, but I will be hard pushed that, that it's hard pushed for that to do anything that's gonna be better than those last four episodes of season seven. Yeah, strong um, words. But we'll see. I will get there in the end. I am finished I'm just about to finish season one of Rebels Tonight. Then I've got three more seasons to go, 60 episodes. Once I'm through that, then I will do Mando episodes four through eight. I've managed to avoid spoilers so far from Oof. that last episode. Will it, will it Will it? be able to remain unspoilt? Um, I don't know. Doubtful, I suggest.
1: But um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, I hope everyone checked out our uh, Jay Brown um, interview that oh, yes. landed, uh, I think, in between in between these two episodes. Yeah, great guy. That was a great interview. Yeah, uh, very easy to, to, to chat with. Could have yep. talked a lot longer. Yes. Um, you, and and I I have, you've, you've done something as well, haven't you? That's yeah. Gonna, I, you know, I caught, I, I'm
0: not involved here, but you've done something that's also going to be
1: good for the, the Talking Joe pod universe. I caught up with um, academic and uh, Joe fan and uh, author... Uh, Tim Finn and we discussed all things Joe and his uh, blog and his book uh, which is over at realamericanbook.com and Mm. uh, yeah really good chat we talked for three hours wowzers Um, and uh, obviously some uh, some of that was recorded some of that was just an off uh, an off-air chat. Uh, what's your yeah. what's your
0: plan for publishing that? Are you gonna do it in a two parter? I think it will have to be a two parter.
1: It was uh, it was all solid gold, so uh, so yeah, I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna get, just cut out too much of the content, no, so I think it's it. gonna gonna have to be a two parter
2: but Nice.
0: Uh, I I I've, you know, I wasn't involved in recording that, so I'm gonna look forward to listening to that myself. Uh, nice little post Christmas present for the peeps out there. Um, Good stuff, good stuff.
1: Uh, More guests hopefully lined up for the new year as well for the Talking Joe crew. exciting times. Good times, good times. Good to Um, talk to someone that's not in my immediate household as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Listen, um, I want to talk about some action figures, so it's
0: time for this. Action figures. We all love them. Figures Oh yeah They bring us joy in our daily life Bring us joy Action figures Yeah Evoking memories from our childhood. childhood But now we're grown and we just can't stop Just can't stop Buying plastic till our wallets pop 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 When will it end? Who can say? Who can say? Cause action figures are part of our DNA. DNA, DNA. Some people say maybe we've gone a little wacko. But action figures bring us joy like a rainbow. Like a rainbow. They are so hot like a splash of Tabasco. Now it's time for action figure fiasco. now it's time for action figure fiasco action figure that's right it is action figure fiasco branching out this week into a new brand that we haven't discussed before this is amazing yamaguchi powered by reveltech now this is Crikey. a Sounds japanese like a company motorcycle.
1: Huh? <laughs> sounds like a motorcycle
0: yeah 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 yeah. well this is um i put this on pre-order back in my in the peak of my collecting back in kind of september october and it is cable this is figure number 20 in their series of figures i'm just gonna open the box up um i think i paid 68 for it on import um so, mm, yeah, so we... this
1: is premium. So something about this guy must have uh, spoken to you to, to sort of branch I, out into I'd the I'd seen some price pu- tier. publicity shots.
0: Basically, I, I watch weekly this guy called Foosh, um, Robo Killer, um, and the, the website's called Foosh. He's got a, a YouTube channel where he does weekly action figure um news updates and reviews and things like that really really easy to listen to really good guy kind of you know just a common man talking about action figures and in all his previews he looks at all the different lines um of brands and toys that are coming up action figures that are coming up in the six inch scale in the one twelfth scale and he showed publicity shots of this cable figure and it was like holy moly this is straight out of the 90s massive weapons big old cybernetic arm um movable eyeball got the cables got kind of the flash um, techno organic virus thing on the eye and the figure just looked so cool i was like okay fine i'm i'm going to pull the plug here put the pre order in and then it arrived this week and a lot to say about this guy so posability is very good um, lots of articulation all over the figure we'll post up pictures as normal however however there is one big big, big downside and that is, and this is just the way that Revel Tech make their figures, all the joints pop off super, super easy. Uh, so you're trying to get him into a kind of action, gun holding stance and literally his shoulder will just come off. Um, frustrating. And then his le- you twist his leg to get it up onto a kind of crouched on a rock position. Whoops, now his legs popped off. <laughs> so good if you're, if you like having a figure to put in dynamic poses every now and again fantastic you know this ankle is brilliant there's almost no pose you're going to get this guy in although i, I suppose articulation is limited in a bit of ways but if you're a guy who likes to hold the figure and just play around and mess around with it awful because mm. he's just going to start falling apart in your hands um I'll, maybe i'll put up a little video maybe i'll take a video of me just dicking around with him and you can see for yourself now i'm i'm kind of two minds here shall i keep Um, because it is such a cool figure, or I can probably, you know, sell it on the secondary market on eBay for about what I paid for it, so I think it goes new for like 90, or, you know, including postage at the moment, I paid 68, so I don't know, I'm I'm in two minds, Um, I don't know. Ah oh, look, his shoulders falling off again. What a bastard. But what he does come with, he comes with a modular gun. It's a, it's loads of pieces and you can form it into either two guns, uh, like a rocket launcher and a sniper rifle, or a supermassive. You build it and it forms into a supermassive gun. So well look, the more I'm just posing him now as I'm talking, he is well good. I think he's a keeper. Very Don't good. Know. Very good, very good. Um, Put the poachers up. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go through the last sort of three or four episodes and actually put up the pictures of all the ones we've talked about. Because I say it every week and I never do it, so I'm actually going to do it. That's my first New Year's resolution, pre-Christmas resolution, to put up all the pictures of the action figure fiasco toys we talked about. But. um, cable by amazing yamaguchi rebel tech is there now um thomas closely kept secret here i don't know what toy um he's reviewing or what he's doing this week um give us the lowdown so
1: we uh we had a talk me and me and thomas and about what to to do this week and we were like you know what 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 figure do you want to review and and he wasn't he wasn't necessarily feeling a particular figure that he wanted to talk about in a lot of depth this week. was like, OK, all right. And we got Christmas coming up. We could do something Christmassy. You know, yep. what could we do? We could do even like a uh, you could do a letter to Santa talking about uh, about what Christmas toys that you wanted to, to get. You could even wrap it like Eminem uh, Stam. And he was like, no, I'm not not really feeling that. And then uh, we started just on a walk yesterday. We were talking about uh, the night before Christmas, the Christmas. Uh, uh, the well-known poem, and then we just started playing around and changing some of the words as we were walking along into GI Joe version of it, and you think "Hey, we're onto something here!" Nice. So, uh, so Thomas and I sat down and came up with some uh, some new lyrics, and we recorded it. And here we go.
2: It was the night before Christmas when all through their base. No cobras were staring, not even Scarface. Their weapons were hung on the racks with care, in hopes that Storm Shadow wouldn't be there. The cobras were nestled snug in their beds, while versions of brainwave scanners danced in their heads. And the commander in his cowl, and an iron of scrap had just settled their brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the shore there arose such a clutter, Zartan sprang from his bed to see what was the matter. The guards' towers illuminated the beach with a flash, blinded by explosions that had blown up a stash. The moon on the breast of the newly landed Joes gave a luster of the midday to the invaders below. When what to the sentry's eyes did appear, but a miniature boat and eight joes yelling, all clear, with a sneaky storm shadow, so lively and quick, and a joe there beside him, must be quick kick. More rapid than eagles along the beach that they had came, they whistled and shouted, and took careful aim. Now quick kick, now roadblock, now stormy and snakes. On Duke, on Scarlet, on Wildcard and Flint, to the top of the towers clamber over the wall. Charlie and Mike, lock and load, blast away all! As they leave the beach, the Cobras continue to die. The Terror Drone launches a firebat into the sky. So they made for the freighter, but the Cobras all know. There was a team full of troops, and Storm Shadow too. And then, in a tinkling of gunfire they heard on the roof, a vengeful ninja who, who had appeared almost bulletproof. As Zartan drew back his bow and was turning round, Storm Shadow appeared, landing with bounds. He was dressed all in camo, from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with blood splats and soot. A pair of sharp swords hung on his back and he looked like an assassin about to attack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his expression, not merry. His deadly intent, revenge, was primary. As Zartan in fear drew back his longbow, it was clear it was finally time for the show. Down, Storm Shadow drew his sword from its sheath and through the smoke advanced with his clenched teeth. He slashed Zartan across his armoured belly. He dropped to his knees, the legs turned to jelly. He was bloody and scarred, no longer himself. Storm Shadow took no pity and still with great stealth, poked out his eyes and twisted his head. So he left Zartan on the ground, laid down dead storm shadow spoke no word but went straight to work laid down some explosives then turned with a jerk laying his finger atop of the detonator button and with a fast exit in mind the chopper did summon He sprang to his copter, his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like a down of a thistle. With a click of the trigger, the cobras should dread. Explosions filled the air. The cobras were all dead. I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to Cobra, on this your last night.
0: Whoa, Nelly, that is a piece of work right there. Uh, Well done to the Seddon family, specifically those two boys, Funky Bunch and Thomas.
1: Um, Good
0: stuff. Hopefully more from you boys uh, in
1: the new year. Yeah, well there'll be plenty of uh, presents under the tree for Thomas to get fired up and do some reviews on.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Um, what, what What do we do now? Oh yeah, we're going to talk about comics. Comic Talk. Oh, comic talk! Larry Hammer writes them. Chief and Mark discuss them. Whoa. comic talk! Oh, comic talk! Larry Hammer rides them. Chief and Mark discuss them. Whoa. Okay, comic talk. This week we're bringing you issues two hundred and fifty-nine to Um You eagle-eyed? No, it's not eagle-eyed. I got this wrong previously on a it's on a uh, pod with Chris. It's not eagle-eyed. It's e- it's hawk-eared. Uh, you hawk-eared... No, is it hawk-eared? <laughs> Marshall Bravestar, what was the ears? Is Speed of the, of the puma, sp- strength of ice, the bear. Eyes of the hawk, Eyes is of it? the wolf. Oh, ears wolf. Ears of the hawk. Yeah, it is okay. hawk. So you, ear, you hawk-eared listeners might have noticed on the Jay Brown interview, I referred to this arc as Venom Rising. And, of course, it's called the Cobra's Venom. So, anyway, there you go. There's goof of the week for Chief. Uh, maybe more <laughs> goofs later. So, yeah, two five nine two sixty the final two parts of the storyline even though as we previously discussed the first three parts are kind of standalone ish and this is uh, a separate story but does veer off into future issues i believe i haven't read ahead
1: but you've read ahead yeah it, it definitely does continue on into uh the, okay. bo- b- both of the main plot threads continue on into into the following issues the i guess the thread the f- um, that holds this all together is is the uh it's ron joseph is the primary artist for yes. these uh, five uh five issues but yeah story-wise it definitely continues on so the, the okay. cobra's venom name is somewhat arbitrary yep. but we're getting ahead right. of ourselves yeah we're, we're, we're talking about <laughs> these two five nine two sixty. so this is like you
0: said it's uh ron joseph on art larry harmer's writing brian shearer's inking and jay brown is on colors neil you could you is on letters let's talk about the covers 259 Um, A is the Ron Joseph we've also got a John Royal and then we've got the Retailer Incentive Jamie Sullivan cover favourite of these three? uh, I think
1: my favourite of the lot is the cover A by uh, Ron Joseph which has uh, Destro and Baroness uh, blasting away at some blue ninjas and it's it's very reminiscent of uh alan davis style it's uh, yes yeah it's a it's a nice composition uh, and there. like
0: we mentioned last time you know i'm a big fan of brian shearer his inks over gallant are excellent and in general his art is good he did a few standalone issues which i liked but we did mention last time on the interiors where ron was maybe struggling because of obviously the um, personal health issues he had uh, brian jumped in to help out with inks and i think ron's art looked better when he's inking himself and this covers an example here he's doing everything himself apart from jay on the uh, james on the colors yeah, and yeah, again yeah. it looks looks stellar
1: yeah 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 it's de- it's definitely um you know head and shoulders above uh a lot of the uh a lot of the stuff that we see on the on, yeah. on the inside which isn't to be a slight but but it's yeah. it's more to emphasise. You know how good that cover is. I'd, yeah. I'd
0: say. I do like uh, that. Um, I do like that John Royal cover though. It's kind of just a, a nice escape chase scene with who's got chuckles and who
1: would you say that is Cover Girl? Ooh, I, I guess Cover Girl. Hard to hard to say really. Yeah. Don't know um, a fang a, chasing a blonde them, part, part with, a, with a gun. Um, two a six. Guns. Yeah. But, uh, the the interesting thing on on that uh, cover B by John Royal is that uh, the. Uh, the car is a right-hand drive, and the person shooting the gun—that blonde girl, cover girl, perhaps—shooting the the gun is uh, shooting left-handed, which uh, leads us to believe that perhaps uh, editorial at IDW decided they wanted to flip the image right. to uh, to make it uh, you know appear you know, that way round. Right. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a, some heavy-duty research
0: there by Funky Bunch. I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> and Jamie two-
1: Sullivan, who's done variants for all five five issues, continues his uh, his run into onto the yeah. onto these two. I think his his is the fa- his is my favourite of two sixty covers. Um,
0: yeah, with the hydrofoil. With the hydrofoil and the shark kind of jumping over the wave, mm-hmm.
2: uh, yeah, flag I in the
0: background. That. I like that one a lot. Um, the John Rawl cover what's
1: that? Is that Helix? That's Helix. Yeah, which is a nice cover, but i have just. Uh, I'm doing a, a, a diagnostic uh, at that, that, that you know she doesn't appear in these issues, no. so she shouldn't be on the covers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, well, um, let's find out what we've got in store in these two issues. Sightline is evac from Springfield, but the damage to his leg is severe, and despite a surgical team being flown in, it has to be amputated. The Joes soon receive a s- suspicious package with schematics for a robot prosthetic leg. A thank you gift from Dr. Mindbender for saving his life from the Venombot. Meanwhile in Shadizar, a a sliver of the former emirate between Benzene and Trucial Abysma, Covergirl leads a team of Dusty, Muskrat, Leatherneck and Repeater on a mission to rescue three UN workers and also a team of Missing Joes who had previously been sent in but lost radio contact. As they make their way, the extraction team in Shadizar spots an ambush ahead and is able to counter it successfully. Meanwhile, in Shara City at the orphanage, Airborne's team of Ripcord and Heavy Duty begin a plan to evacuate their three UN contacts, as well as all the orphans they are watching over. In search of a ride, Airborne and Heavy Duty raid a green morning HQ, taking them out and requisitioning their VW van. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, Destro and Baroness and a platoon of Iron Grenadiers take out at the Revanche office in a hostile takeover. Destro reveals that other revanche offices around the world are hit simultaneously. Later, in Kansas, Destro, the Baroness and the Iron Grenadiers flush out another subterranean revanche base, but come unstuck as they encounter the giant tentacled hive mind of Alpha-001 Prime. And finally, over in San Francisco, Milo is admitted to the Joe base and dojo run by Budo.
0: Let's, where shall we go first let's look at um, the UN stuff that's going on sure so the team going in there um, to rescue like you said the UN workers I, I don't know this is the kind of stuff which is just boring me now mm, this is this okay. is uh, and we'll come on to when we talk about the the Blue Ninjas I love all the Blue Ninja stuff now I've done a flip <laughs> reverse that that's, is right in my wheel reverse. right what? in my wheelhouse just love all that you know crazy off the wall Um, weird stuff but this this kind of um stuff that's situated in the real world kind of um heavy militarized stuff is just not for me anymore
1: yeah well you 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 know when we were doing issue was it 251 or whatever the duke special mission yeah Yeah, that's the um, same yeah you yeah you really didn't didn't get on with that one And, and it's sort of in that same sort of wheelhouse and we also had that um that ambassador rescue, not too uh, right. long ago, yes, when the yes, the AMBO. yes. With the practicals with the exactly, the, and, and we've got more, very much more of the more of the same where where it's it's kind of those non Cobra insurgents in the desert, uh, on the you know in their in their pickup trucks with uh, heavy duty uh, um, guns uh, over the top of them, uh, you know chasing down the Joes. Um, it's it's very much in that same wheelhouse, isn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly. And I thought it was a little
0: bit heavy-handed as well, just in terms of, you know, the, the the UN workers won't evac without taking the kids with them, and a couple of the Joes are like, well, look, this isn't part of our mission, we can't take them with us, and they're making a stand, and, you know, it all just felt, I don't know, just a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, it just it didn't push any of my buttons.
1: Yeah, actually, you put me in mind of the fact that it's this isn't actually even the first time that the jo- Joes have been put into a circumstance where they've had to uh, rescue a, load of, uh, uh, a busload of orphans or refugees. Uh, if you remember, they were back in... I um, well, can't remember the name of the country now. Sierra Gordo, I think it was, um, when there was a mission with Wild Bill and, and Crazy Legs and, and co. And they had the dreadnoughts with them. And yes. they had to... Yep. Uh, to bring along a uh, yeah a busload of uh, refugees on their on their mission as they were trying to make uh, make their escape, but uh, yeah one thing that really sort of jumped out at me at that that particular arc is the fact that they're using these um, Chenworth and flyers, which are real world uh, military vehicles and not GI Joe toys. They could seem you know they they seem to be substitutes for something like the the hammer and the or striker, which are you know very Uh, similar looking uh, vehicles The the chenworth um chenworth scorpion dpv desert patrol vehicle is manufactured by the chenworth racing company and the flyer is an advanced strike vehicle developed by general dynamics so um yeah interesting interesting tack here that that it's it's sort of centering their vehicle so much on a on a real world example rather than yeah, the the grand inventory of of GI Joe vehicles that actually um, exist.
0: Okay, fine. I mean, this is this this continues on because at the end of issue two hundred and sixty, we see them on um, one of these jeeps and they're getting out of Dodge. So obviously, this does go into the next
1: few issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're sort of on top of um, that VW uh, VW camper that uh, yeah. that um, who who was it? it? Was heavy duty and airborne had uh, gone to the green morning HQ and uh, uh, yeah requisitioned as, uh, as I said and yep. in the in those issues um in those pages rather heavy duty was using his um, giant machine gun thing that um, came with his figure which I think might be the first appearance of it uh, in the book or or certainly uh, the first appearance for a very long time because heavy duty he's a character that um um has only very lightly appeared in the, the Hammerverse before. I think he was just had a, like a one-page background cameo in the invasion of the the pits in the Wildman issues, So I'm guessing, yeah, in the 120s or 130s, um, he did. He was obviously in the Rise of Cobra um, film as a kind of substitute for Roblox in the first film, almost. Yeah. And it, and he was featured a fair amount in the thing, the Devil's Due series. But but yeah. First first proper airtime from uh, from Hammer on, on this one. So, yeah, he, obviously he's he's still dipping back into that toy box and, and sort of trying to find some characters he's not really used before, which, uh, yeah, which is interesting.
0: Okay, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Um, All right, let's dip next into the sightline stuff. And this is where we find out that he's got to get his leg amputated and then we get a mysterious package in the post, which is Mindbender you know, giving um technical data for a prosthetic leg. Now, the Mindbender stuff I found quite interesting. I like the mm-hmm. fact that Mindbender is kind of been changed by the Venom experience of having venom in mm-hmm. his body and he almost, you know, wants to at one point he says to Cabra Commander, doesn't he, you know, I was gonna get the Joes to safety or get them some medical treatment and um Cobra Commander shoots him down and says, look, no one's keeping score, although Cobra Commander clearly is keeping score. Um, and it's a different side to Mindbender that we haven't seen before, and I kind of like that he's done this, and it obviously sets up a future storyline of Sightline getting this new bionic leg. However, it's scuppered by the fact that I don't give two shits about Sightline because he's a character that's only just been introduced, and they make a big ordeal. They waste five pages talking about how bad it is that sightline's going to lose his leg and look okay I, I don't want to draw parallels to the real world and obviously veterans who have lost limbs in combat is a horrific experience and i'm not detracting from that but in the context of this fantasy story um he, larry makes too big a deal about this character losing a leg when we're just constantly seeing people die on every issue of gi joe and not a mention mm. is made about that so he over egged the pudding
1: <laughs> that pudding was over egged yes yes yeah thoughts um yeah no i think that's uh i think that's all uh fair to fair to say yeah we've not we, we've we've not really had an opportunity to really sort of properly develop that that sort of on-page relationship with the with the character sightline and and yeah deliver, deliver sort of yeah develop the level of empathy that, that would be required to as you say particularly uh particularly care um yeah, yeah. and uh, the it's sort of the, the mind bender plot is interesting so is so you know how how will his motivations towards the joes be changing long term if if at all and and obviously um you know with this um leg being introduced it, it potentially has got some uh legs in a in storytelling sense in terms of you know where do, where does it go yeah what uh yeah. you know what does that mean in terms of uh in, in terms of the the character, how he's used, uh, and potentially what shenanigans might have been uh, inserted by Doctor Mindbender. Yes. To to yeah to exactly. To we
0: we don't know what his true motives were, so that could play out interestingly, or Larry could just completely forget about it and we never see it again. So it can yeah. go several ways, um, which is a bit of intrigue, at least I guess. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about the. Uh, yet another new ninja being brought into the fold which is milo <laughs> um and oh, right. yeah it seems that whenever the joes pick up a new young uh, younger character into the fold the first thing they do is send them to a dojo or to granny and they get trained up as a ninja so very recently we had Raymond, Standard. and now he is no longer a low man on the totem pole because milo is the new guy in town
1: yeah um it's yeah uh, interesting uh, Joe's are is it? Uh, uh, run, Joe's are running, is a, or is it, a little, is it terrible? It's it maybe maybe it's terrible. It might be the word I was going for. <laughs> but yeah, the the do, Joe's are running a dojo slash daycare center slash orphanage uh, over there in San Francisco. Um, yeah, see where see where this one goes. I mean, generally, um, the the non toy characters introduced into the Joe world are often are often a good introduction. And yeah. and you know do do make for for good storytelling, um, you know Billy being a prime ex- example, um, Captain Min there, um, even Tyrone to a de- degree in, in sort of the redemption arc for for Zartan. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it, it might just be you know one too too many of the of the same kind of thing that we've seen before in this instance, but um, who knows? Yeah. Hmm
0: we'll see where that goes uh, if anywhere at all <laughs> and then um kind of lastly we're looking at the destro blue ninja revanche uh storyline and uh this is for me the best one of the lot because i love those blue ninjas <laughs> you
1: know, that, that, i'm yeah no? i'm i'm not i'm not digging the blue ninjas okay. i'd quite happily have seen the last of them by this okay. point I'd love that end of you know, issue
0: two, five, nine, where there's kind of it's almost like the the alien Queen Mother of the Blue Ninja World and giving a spiel, kinda of holding her belly, and it's just so ridiculous that it's actually turned the corner to be good mm. for me. <laughs> okay. Um, but Destro, you know, he's got his guys in there, they're taking out all these revanche facilities with their they've got some new special bullets which seem to destroy the Blue Ninjas and they seem to have a particular flaw which is good I think Baroness points out that they've got an EMP generator flaw which Mm -hmm. means if you take that out it just destroys the whole Blue Ninja so
1: um, they needed to have a a, a, an off switch if you will. Exactly yeah because I mean previously we've established that they are somewhat uh, uh, what's the right word indestructible (laughs) yes (laughs) you know we've had we've had a single Blue Ninja uh, with with Storm Shadow and and um, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes and Jinx kind of struggling to to you know to tag team and take take down that that um, that single single um, Blue Ninja, whereas now it's it, with these new EMP bullets, um, Destro and and Co can can quite merrily be marching right into the middle of their base and be taking them down, left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, in that sequence, though, there was a particularly nice panel that I noticed in 259, which was like a half-page splash. Okay. Um, it's sort of towards the middle, I think. Yeah, towards the middle, and it's got, um, in the top left-hand corner, it's got a an iron grenadier in, in sort of very muted tones, a lot of black there, and it really put me in mind of uh, Mike McNola. Okay. Uh, his his work. Oh he's, yeah, yeah. He's They're standing in like a, a doorway f- of a, a broken yeah, down yeah. building. Oh, I've got it. Yeah. And and not drawing any feet as well, which is uh, very McNolaresque. <laughs>
0: oh, does he not draw feet? I never uh, even noticed can, that.
1: Yeah, if he can avoid it, he'll often, uh, he'll okay. often miss the feet. Yeah. esque Yeah. Mm. It's a okay. sign of a pro. That's it. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, look. You're, and also, even Ron's carried that over because he's not drawn Destro or
1: Baroness's feet in that panel. Exactly, either. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Just sort of cross hatching away into the uh, smog yeah. On, yeah. The, on the floor. Yeah,
0: um, yeah so they're, they're basically just trying to take him out because they know that effectively. I still don't know what the, the Blue Ninja's ultimate goal is. Is it just world domination?
1: Well, yeah, It's. I mean, I don't know. And it's all a bit confusing, particularly with the alliances as well. that that Cobra and you know Cobra and Destro are meant to be working together almost as part of the same unit at the moment, and Cobra and the Blue Revanche are, are working to seem to be working together, sort of you know much more hand in hand these these last you know quite a few issues, and and you know they've been talking to the fact that that Revanche have supplied um, Cobra with a lot of technology and weaponry etc. Yeah. So it seems a little bit odd that. Suddenly, you know they're just number one enemy for Destro again. It seems, it seems like just as they'd almost reached a stable state where they were living in happy harmony together, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's this point that Destro sort of starts kicking up kicking up a, a fuss yeah. and, and maybe However, there's... however,
0: the one of these blue ninjas does have my favourite line of dialogue. Quad of the week. Quad of the week. Quad of the week. Quad of the week. Quad of the Week, quarter of the
1: Week,
0: quarter of the Week. Um, And it actually comes from Alpha001 Prime, who I think we'd previously seen BN001, haven't we? And now this is Alpha001 Prime. And obviously, I'm guessing when Alpha Prime goes, uh, he will find out that that wasn't the top blue ninja there was actually another one as well above that i guess you can just keep going you led to believe that you've witnessed the top of the food chain but you never do and um this one says alpha zero zero one prime welcomes you to the presence of the core entity we are pleased to have you to join us here we have such magnificent plans for you as these tentacles pop out hmm. i yeah, liked it A bit of magnificent megalomania. Magnificent
1: plans hmm. I was I was a little bit confused by Alpha Prime's thought process though because at the very end of two five nine that that splash with yeah that with this quite striking imagery of uh, of the the robot sort of holding its uh, yeah. stomach as if it's uh, you know got a big pregnant belly there or something with the the green flowing in and out um, it, it, it there's, a, there's a, quite a strange thought process here that that Destro. Uh, and the baroness and his iron grenadiers are you know, w- 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 winkling out uh, the uh, all of the revanche bases and destroying methodically all of the blue ninjas but somehow um, the they come to the conclusion that um, it is the Arishikage ninja clan that poses the most serious immediate threat Yes. Um, yeah, They have the wherewithal to penetrate our most secure locations and they function as some, to some degree as part of the intelligence apparatus of the G.I. Joe team. It's therefore necessary to kill them all. Hold on, Misses, You are literally being destroyed by systematically Destro. by Destro at the moment. Yeah. It is clear that the most serious immediate threat literally right this second is Destro. Um, what nonsense. Yep.
0: Yeah. well, there you go. What,
1: what, do you, what do you expect from some kind
0: of hive mind robot slash human signboard creation thing? There's a bug in the system there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, favorite line of dialogue from you? Um, my favorite line of dialogue uh, was probably from Airborne, uh, okay. where he's been taking out those those Green Dawns um, in a somewhat badass way, and he says, "I'm your karma. Come home to roost." Mm. Blam. Strong. Take that, back. <laughs> Uh, there's a few little sort of nuggets um, of detail uh, that I spotted that uh, are worth drawing out um, in the letter pages. Larry is again griping about people not writing into the letter pages um, and he actually does it in a reply to someone that had written in, um, which is somewhat ironic. Um, but uh, <laughs> there we go. I think clearly uh, he, he does appreciate uh, getting in the volume of uh, letters and, and reading those and, and having that as a bit of a, a sounding board to b- you know, bounce his ideas off, get a feel for what people are, are liking, what they'd like to, to, to see. Um, the Joes in the Pit, they're using a drone to help support their teams in Shadazar and it's co- uh, controlled by a new Joe codenamed Joystick whose yeah. primary military specialty seems to be drone controller so um, the uh, yeah sort of Larry continuing to introduce a few new Joe's there. We saw uh, I think their, their accountancy Joe was was uh, referred to earlier and uh, and I'll mention another new Joe in a, in a, in a bit. At uh, the very beginning of the issue did you notice that sightline had a big M drawn on his forehead did not. Did you, so, any ideas what that might be? Mutant. <laughs> no. It could be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you're reminding me of those um, those adverts, the Mutates. in-house adverts, or um, Bishop, yeah, the the in-house adverts as well when um uh, they had. Uh, that you posted on the social medias not too long ago right. where um, where they had um, Mutey kind of drawn across pictures yes, of uh, yeah. uh, various characters and stuff yeah and Bishop as well over his, his eye obviously so M here in this context uh, relates to morphine Right. so the reason that is uh, there is that in yeah when in, in combat uh, if morphine has been administered to a patient, you don't want um, them to be um, overdosed. Okay. Um, so, so by having it very clearly on their on their forehead, the the they, yeah, the medics and so on will be able to see that they've had had a dose and, and you know whether they would try another one. Um, very good. Muskrats. Well read. Did you notice that? I did he, not. He had read Võ Nguyên Võ Giáp's Art of War. Um, which is, as he? a s so this guy is a self-taught military uh, general and uh, the, his writings are on strategy as, a, uh, as applied in Vietnam's War of Resistance. Mm. And it's not the first time that Larry refers to the art of war, but he normally does it in the context of a different book, which is The Art of War by the ancient Chinese military strategist Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah an ancient Chinese military treatise uh, dating from fifth century BC. So uh, yeah, every day's a school day. There you go for, for Larry and his, uh, and his reading. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Um, so uh, well, I did notice a a little goof though. Order. Um the the goof of the week that I spotted was uh, I think on page ten of was it two five nine. Um do do do, or no, I think it was 260. In fact, um, and that is that uh, if you look at it, you, you'll probably jump out as being fairly glaring. It's a uh, Milo in um, the dojo, and the, uh, the page, uh, the art on the page, looks very pixelated as if they've used uh, a wrong resolution. Um, image to uh, to grab. Oh yeah, and, I spotted
0: that. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a printing go.
1: error. Yeah, yeah. So it's um yeah it's it's Milo in the dojo being sort of shown the ropes, and, and Raymond holding up a, a a bucket and a and a brush. But but yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah, if you're not looking closely, I think you probably gloss over it. But yeah, it's yeah, quite it's yeah. fairly obvious that that particularly around the uh, lettering that the um, resolution is not looking right there.
0: Yeah, uh Larry Hammer is up to it with some hammerisms, I believe. Stop.
1: hammer time. Time to beat the soles of your boots with my face. Sucking chest wounds, red ninjas, brain scanners, rubber hoses, blue ninjas, and then some more sucking chest wounds. Hammer time. Yeah, so we've got quite a few of his favorite, uh you know, wording. Uh, yeah. Appearing appearing meat puppets meat puppets Yes, ding 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 we should have we should create a bingo card for this actually yes. <laughs> uh, meat puppets is there for sure in the revanche uh, in the Voranch world any others that you noticed um yes but i have not written them down <laughs> well we had we had the revanche holdouts uh, being uh, winkled out oh yeah winkled out yes a new which, one for him, Yeah, which was uh, which was a good one that that i tripped over in uh, dawn of the arashikage um, we had Cover uh, cover Girl saying that the team should Charlie Mike. Right, yes. She's always welcome back. Um, Airborne's tr- team has to exfiltrate. Okay. Run away! Run away! Yep. Run away! Um, we had lots of shooting at the centre of mass as well, um, which is, is always the best place to aim. Yep. Uh, except if, if you're aiming for in maybe a revenge robot in their the weak spots. Of course, for that EMP generator. Um, yeah, the EMP generator, or, or perhaps the unarmored spot uh, underneath their chin. And uh, we also had uh, a reappearance uh, after being used in the silent option of Track, where uh, Heavy Duty was uh, somewhat cold-heartedly said to someone that he'd just shot through the throat that... Uh, you should really get a track for that cough Got it. Uh, harsh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think that there's there's a there's a severe case of uh uh of of kind of deference to rank in in how the joes kill kill the enemies because if you're a standard trooper or or terrorist or uh you know uh, insurgent what whatnot you know shoot him through the throat that's that's fine but um if uh if you meet, if you if you catch up with the big dogs, the Cobra commanders and whatnot, uh, best to just sort of wag your finger at them and then let them go. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's best, I think.
1: Um, but uh, as as well as you see some, seeing some favourite uh, of hammerisms, uh, the words that that we that we uh, recognise and adore, um, there were some new colloquialisms that I had spotted.
0: There used to be a pudding That was over-egged You know the pudding You know the pudding At first it was British But then it was Commonwealth You know the pudding You know the pudding But now there's a new player in town a comic book writer of of some renown he's using real world examples and peppering the issues with with lots of samples it's a larry hammer colloquialism he's talking gi joe and all it's heroism can you guess what it is is it something new now listen as larry drops a slice of real life on you yes okay well i also spotted one and that was larry doing a flip reverse himself and he started calling his practicals technicals
1: yeah i got confused about this because in in my head i was like does which way round was it did he say technicals or practicals but but yeah he he has hasn't he? he's reversed it round
0: yes so maybe some feedback from maybe listens to this show and (laughs) you you know he heard us um or no someone else called it out didn't he i think it was bart maybe on the facebook group um who said it's actually technicals not practical i don't know anyway whatever uh, larry started using technicals is the upshot <laughs> very good
1: um did he was there any more colloquialisms well yeah we uh i had a, an education on this one so he he when um um sightline was uh being uh um, evac'd in for his emergency surgery and whatnot. Um, Duke said, caseload, our JAG specialist is up in the cockpit having the crew sign the security docks. So we've got a JAG specialist. Right. Any ideas? JAG. Now, there used to be a TV show called JAG
0: um, and it was some sort of military... I think it was something to do with
1: aviation. That sounds familiar, but this is... Uh, JAG standing for Judge Advocate General and it's a branch uh, or speciality of the military concerned with military justice and military law so judge advocates serve primarily as legal advisors to the command that they are assigned so this is all about uh, yeah a caseload being a a legal specialist for the for the Joes uh, along with their accountant and uh their, their new uh yeah joystick uh drone dr- drone dr- drone jockey yes um uh yeah sort of working away there in the background as as their admin force a real american admin force um very good and another <laughs> another colloquialism i i got which this can't be new to, to the book but um i thought let's look at, let, let's look this up and see what it actually means is defiliated crossfire okay i've heard that before i think in larry's book but can't remember yeah a a unit or position is in defiliate if it uses natural or artificial obstacles to shield or conceal itself from enemy fire so it's a a fancy way of saying getting behind cover essentially right got it
0: yep makes sense
1: (laughs) and about this time we have been doing a new feature called where's molly but uh, let's let's just skip that again uh this week don't think listen we've got man much. you
0: introduced this new segment i think it's only appeared once since you introduced it
1: <laughs> well you know i i have to be fair to me i haven't you know he had been using it a lot and and i hadn't been reading ahead so how was I to know that he'd just stop using the word molly like the i issues? say
0: like i say Larry's obviously listening to the pod and he's like listen this guy's <laughs> gonna make a jingle about me repeating myself i'm gonna stop using it Oh dear. So we'll find out. Um, you've read ahead, so you know whether it's coming up in the next episode or not. But um, <laughs> anyway, play that jingle. Hear it.
1: Where's Molly? Where's Molly? Where,
2: where,
0: where, where's Molly? There you go, you get your jingle anyway. Um, we'll where's segue Molly? now... Nowhere. In, we'll Nowhere. segue that's now it, into uh, MVP. Who is the MVP? Most valuable person in these issues Who is the MVP? Is it a Cobra Joe or the enemy? Good guys are the Joes now show, counter-terrorist force, but hush, it's on the down-low. Pages of this book, go have a look, we're searching for guys or gals that have the hook. The hook of being the best thing in the story, chomping up scenes buttons, then center allegory. And let's not forget about those cats named Cobra sipping Dom Perignon, are you sure they're sober? Framewave Scanner is back, gonna be messing, Big CC and Destro teach a lesson. Talking valuable, can we talk the Dreadnoughts, Grape Soda, Chocolate Donuts and then the Jukebox who is the MVP most valuable person in these issues who is the MVP is it a culprit Joe or the enemy anyone
1: sticking out for you in these two issues um I found this one a tricky one um and and my answer I think is probably fairly arbitrary um, I I settled down on going for cover Girl as the MVP. Okay. I thought it was uh, I thought it was good to have her in this sort of leadership role, picking up a team and, and leading them in on this mission. Um, Larry seems to be putting a lot of emphasis on making sure he's including uh, you know female characters in uh, strong uh, roles within in the book, which I think is to be commended. Um, and, and yeah, a good character, and, and um, one that is, you know, given that, that she was back from uh, way back at the beginning of uh, G.I. Joe um, and, and has was ignored for relatively large swathes of uh, the, the issues uh, since, uh, yeah, good to see her sort of making a, uh, a, a return.
0: Yep, good stuff, good stuff. I'm going with Alpha Prime 001 just for the fact of it being yet another Blue Ninja leader. Typical meat puppet response there, there for Chief. Go. That's it, exactly, exactly. Um, I will ask you this question now, because you have read ahead. Can we sufficiently yo-jo this as a story arc, or should we wait uh, and include it, these two issues, into the next arc? Uh,
1: I, I think the, the next arc continues on for a, for a little while, and... So let's yo this on the basis of it being a uh, a named arc with a consistent uh, artist across the uh, f- across the issues. So, what all five together? You mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, six. Six. six Yo-yo.
1: Harsh. Um, seven. I'll go.
0: Seven for Funky Bunch. Six for the Chief. So next up, what have we got next? Um, t-
1: it's another five-parter, is it? Six one to six five. Uh, I think you're right, they're, they're behind me somewhere, but um, yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got a new arc called Artificial Intelligence, which is, uh, runs part one to part three, two, six, one to two, six, uh, sorry, part w- part one and two is two, six, one and two, six, two, then we have uh, the story interrupted with, um, a one-off memorial day issue before artificial intelligence then picks up with part three uh through to part five um so um yeah read read those five listeners
0: if you want and then we'll decide i guess uh, what works best when we come to record over the next couple of weeks whether we do it all in one or, or split it up again um but just read ahead if you want to. Uh, or just <laughs> listen to us tell it like it is. To get, we'll give you the facts. Okay, good good stuff there. Uh, after talking comics, we need to go back to talking about toys. And this time it's you. What you got for me? Mark talks about toys, ho, ho. He talks about G.I. Joe. He talks about all the toys from the comic book and the animated
1: show. Mark talks about toys. Mark talks about toys. So... I'm selecting a toy that was featured in these two issues that we just looked at. Any guesses, chief? Cover girl. Um, so, so this this might not not sort of this might break your 100 percent record of getting it spot spot on first time, but it's not cover girl.
0: Okay. Um, it is heavy duty. Ding, ding, uh, ding. Not heavy duty. No, no I do not think so. so. It is. It is. <sighs> Leatherneck. Yes. <laughs>
1: Not leatherneck, it's I'm not afraid.
0: Leatherneck. It is, of course, the Baroness. Not the Baroness. Didn't sir. say it was the Baroness, did I? It is. It
1: is ambush. Fresh out of ambushes here, sir.
0: It it can only be. It can only be Budo. Yes. I'm afraid ding ding not. ding. No. It can. the The person who you are discussing is, of course, Doctor Mindbender. It's not Mindbender, I'm afraid. Right. Um. You will now have to tell me. <laughs> it's Repeater. Repeater.
1: Yes, first guess. Excellent. Well done. I'm glad to see that. The record still maintained. That's it. That's it. 100%. Tell me about ding, Repeater. Ding, ding. Um, so let me ping you across an image of Repeater. Is the sound on? Is the sound off? Place your bets, my friend. Uh, here we go. Repeater. Can't find my phone,
0: so we
1: won't know. Oh, there it is, it's over there. <laughs> get it. You might have because I'm I'm struggling. I'm going to grab this image. You might still have an opportunity to get the sound on. Oh, I don't just even know where my time. sound on button is. <laughs> I think it's there. Gallery. Yeah. Uh, I can do it in time. All media and select repeater. And here we go. It's away. Oh, my sound was on,
0: but no sound came. Uh, oh, there he is um this give me a year for this guy uh so repeater is from
1: 1988 and is he an analog is he supposed to replace an existing joe well he's heavy weapons i you know he's got that heavy machine gun um so i guess he he is in that um roadblock um rock and roll kind of uh machine gunner speciality yep.
0: Um
1: so so yeah I mean he could quite easily have been a a, a rock and roll uh, without a beard I suppose there. Um he is uh, a steady cam machine gunner is what he's called. Right. Um his primary military specialty is infantry, his secondary military specialty is heavy weapons. And birthplace Rhode Island as I believe many of uh, the uh, the Joes were from so with close to 20 years in the army repeater never got any higher in rank than e6 his performance in the field was always top notch but he could never hack it in garrison he's not a barrack soldier and never could be but send him out into the bush beyond the furthest base camp and you'll find that he's the one the other grunts wants to soldier with because he's the one who's going to bring the grunts back in one piece mm. Being the machine gunner is probably the toughest job in an infantry squad. Number one, he's got the heaviest load to carry. Number two, as soon as he starts firing, the enemy knows where he is and he becomes their primary target. Number three, your squad depends on him to keep firing through all of this to provide manoeuvring cover. The machine gunner should always be the strongest, most stand-up troop you have. So did you have this figure or did Ben have him? You familiar with him? Negative. Negative. Um,
0: Negative. this i'm just looking at the the uh card art his face he's kind of drawn kind of caricaturish a little bit i think in his face um kind Mm. of the pursed lips a big kind of meathead chunky look (laughs) kind of dimple (laughs) on the dimple on the chin i don't know just it's it's a bit of a different style almost than what we've seen on previous card art
1: don't you think or not I'm not sure. I'm not sure, okay. but um, but yeah, you feel feel free to draw uh, your your own conclusions. That's that's fine. Now that that's,
0: that gun locks onto his waist, does it?
1: That's right. It's got a an attachment onto a kind of um, I don't know what you say a hook, a kind of indentation, okay. like a, like a circular thing that that you know it crops out from his his waist that it, it uh, latches onto. In, so a, he can, in a similar way free who's
0: the guy that came after him? The coast guard dude. Uh, you, is that pathfinder?
1: Do no, um,
0: you of, what well. the hell is that guy's name? Do you know the one I mean? Coastal uh, defense. The, he, he had a gun that, sl- that almost had a hook on his belt, and he put it on as well. A massive gun. What the hell is that guy's name? Had goggles, kind of a, a tanny brown outfit. <laughs> you know the one I mean? No. Rampart. There you go. Rampart. Okay. Let yeah. me see. Ramp. Yeah. yo. Yeah. Look at yeah, Chief yeah. with the toy knowledge better than Funky Bunch. Never thought that would happen, did
1: you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. Rampart is one of the, one of those figures that just is a bit of a um, uh, just one of those ones that's just a blind spot. I never remember oh, him. Good figure, better than Repeater. Look at the uh, Repeater. I, I disagree. I disagree. But, yeah, it looks better. like yeah, yeah. Very similar kind of concept in terms of sort of yeah, sort of hooking on that gun onto the side of uh, onto the side of his belt. Yeah. Um. You
2: can keep but and, and
1: yeah, Repeater. I think it's. Um, I'm not too sure how close to real world analogues that is, that, that um steady cam machine gun, but um what what it obviously put me in mind is the uh those those large heavy duty guns um uh, that the space marines uh, used use oh, yeah. in yeah. aliens of
0: Drake of course. And um what's her name? I forget
1: what her uh, name uh, is. R- no. Ramirez, but,
2: no. Ramirez that that no. sounds
1: almost right. Don't know. Um, but but yeah the um uh yeah i i, I would strongly i uh, would strongly think that 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 is kind of where they uh, they got the inspiration for for this yeah i did mean to look up what what real world um, equivalents there might be but um forgot so apologies you had this guy obviously you had them all um yeah i had pretty much yeah pretty much all of them up until up until this era so so yeah i got him um uh, when he came out, he might have even been one that I bought when I was over in the in the states. But right. yeah, a good one. I, I sort of like the I like the kind of the real world military look to to um, to the figure. The you know the the more garish uh, figures. Uh, were generally less favourite uh, favourites of mine, so um, yeah, did did like him and uh, yeah got a, got a lot of play with the uh, with this one, so yeah, uh, a good favourite and uh, yeah, nice to to see him continue to to sort of crop up in uh, in these issues and uh, on the cover of two sixty. Yeah, well, he was um, he was on the cover, wasn't he? It was eighty two, is it? weeding out that's, that's right with the uh, where he's been uh, snuck up on by the yeah. viper When, your, when
0: brother's, your brother's got a, um,
1: a uh, cover recreation original art that's about, right yeah a great uh, cover cre- recre- recreation of, yeah. uh, of that one yeah head over to uh, comic art fans and you can have a look at uh, look at that as, as with all the other recreations if you do a google search for comic art fans all one word and mark said uh, that's spelled s-e-d-d you will find my gallery and just click on yeah the GI Joe rooms and you can find it there. So basically, your brother doesn't get his own gallery. You get to steal all of his. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's me doing the heavy lifting and and you know putting it on the on the site because right. he wasn't he you know didn't. He's lazy, is what you're saying. <laughs> lazy. Yeah. If anything. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Um, <laughs> kind. Kind brother. Yes. Yes. Nurturing. Yes.
0: Um, repeater. Good stuff good stuff more toys from Funky Bunch next week Chief will maintain his 100% guessing record
1: the man is unstoppable it's crazy yes it's it's crazy I
0: mean look phone up Norris McWhirter get them Guinness books down here put him in the Guinness (laughs) books Um, listen we um, have got a question uh, we put to the listeners
1: Question, tell me what you think about TV. Do you buy toys and buy other things? Who's your favourite guy from that movie? What are the UK pedestrian crossings? Question, what did we ask this week? Let's find out as we speak.
0: Okay, good stuff. New jingle from Funky Bunch. This man is a machine. And make sure you did listen to the end of last week's episode for a little treat. um, To know why this man is the jungle jungle vip even the jingle you VIP. VIP. might be in the jungle as well not sure um the question this week was all about crossovers what is your favorite crossover and you left it pretty vague could be anything could be joe related non-joe related movies
1: comics tv whatever yeah. crossover could be know. that time that eastenders met with met up with coronation street yep could be that time, time you put thing.
0: bacon in your porridge i mean you know we've <laughs> all done it
1: um so what was it what was the uh, responses we had uh, yeah we got a few different different uh ones um there was some nice left uh, out of left field ones as as well so uh Greg came straight in with uh Daffy Duck versus Donald Duck from uh, who framed Roger Rabbit um great sequence there Can't remember it Can you not are oh, no. they doing a piano duel Okay um, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a great sequence. I can remember distinctly the first time I saw it was on um, Barry Norman's film, okay. nineteen whatever it was, yeah, yeah. and they they showed that little clip. Cool, um, excellent stuff. Uh, we had Bart uh, with the Punisher Nam crossover. It's not one I think I've ever actually read, but uh, you're a Punisher yeah. fan as well, aren't you? Yeah, I like the Punisher, I like the Nam, but um, yeah, for whatever And haven't uh, tracked that one down and uh, had a look. Uh, Jay had RoboCop versus Terminator, which is one that I definitely have read, uh, and had even got a, uh, a sketch from the artist uh, Walt uh, Sim, Simon, uh, Walt Simpson, Simonson, Simpson, Simonson, Wal- Sim- Simonson. Super
0: fan, Mark.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> right first time. Um, we've got yeah, when he was uh, he was in the UK, he got a nice sketch of the. The uh, Robocop from him. Very good. Uh, Darren came in with Hot with Bambi versus Godzilla from 1969, which is a short black and white uh, sort of indie f- film, uh, if you can call it a film, which is essentially Bambi uh, sort of stood there for a few seconds before Godzilla's leg comes down and squishes him. Ah, there you go. Uh, uh, we had a couple of people coming in with uh, Batman versus Predator, which is would be I think on my short list of favourite crossovers as well. So from uh, 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 Dave Gibbons' writing yep. and uh, the Cubits on the art, um, this was kind of right at the beginning of of, of a big trend of uh, dark horse um, crossovers with various properties. Um, and yeah, good art, good good team, good writing, good art, really solid solid story. Um, and, and yeah, sort of, I think, stands up even uh, to, to this day. And I'm imagine it's one that you would have read back in the day, Chief.
0: Have read that. Prefer Batman Predator 3 by Chuck Dixon and DiMaggio. Think You've got to be contrary, Chief.
1: That's no, I, th- <laughs> I
0: honestly think it's better. Go and read Batman Predator 3.
1: Okay, okay. Um okay. And uh, for fans of Batman vs Predator, I also recommend that you do a little YouTube search for Batman Dead End. Have a look at that fan film; it's a bit of fun. Is
0: that the one with uh, Predator and Aliens as well? That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that years ago.
1: Very old. Yeah, that, well, that's good. well done. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah, nice and atmospheric. Only a few minutes uh, long, but um, yeah, sort of again, sort of quite towards the beginning of some of that fan uh, fan film kind of uh, genre. Um, yep. And yeah, and a lot of them are quite shonky, but this one was very well done. Um, Yorktown Joe came in with GI Joe versus Six Million Dollar Man. That got a couple of uh, votes. Um, I'm sad to say I've uh, I've got that. It's in my box, but I've not actually got around to reading it. Um, are you the same chief? I think I've got the first three issues, but uh, never read them. Yeah, I mean I don't have an, really an affinity of the with the Six Million Dollar Man or Bionic Man. Um, it's just not something that i watched when i was a kid so uh yeah don't have that affinity for the for the property so um but but i'm sure it's uh, it's nicely put together i would bet given given the the team that's involved um i've written down harley hopefully that's your real, that, that's your name and i've not written that down wrong who called out street fighter gi joe and obviously there was the toys street fighter jet versus versus gi well the, the the street fighter toys done in the gi joe format but there was also the uh mini series where uh they uh yeah did did four essentially in a in a tournament um is that one that? that you've got around round reading chief uh nope nope sounds like <laughs> it's up my alley but i have read it have you read it yeah i read it a, a little while ago and you um, didn't like it i yeah i think it's fair to say i didn't i didn't like that one uh but <laughs> you know if you did enjoy it hats off to you well done um and Chris Diagnostic AT McLeod said um, the Revolution box set. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, this was, I think, new to me or new newly remembered from me because I forgot it before. And they said this really cool box set of toys which had Mask, Transformers, Visionaries, G.I. Joe, Rom, and uh, the IDW version of Action Man, um, sort of inspired by the Revolution crossover that IDW was doing. It's a, it's a nice looking set. Interesting. Um, And Jim Godfrey uh, said um, (laughs) to to finish off the uh, round out the the listener comments that crossovers are lazy cash grabs dreamt up by parasites that dwell deep within marketing departments. So needless to say, not a fan of the crossover.
0: There you go. Strong words from the
1: big JG. Um, Any of any personal favourites of yours? Um so I mentioned Batman versus Predator. Um one of my favorites originally was uh the Judge Dredd and Batman crossover illustrated by Simon Bisley which uh, as a youngster just blew my mind. I thought that yeah his his art style was incredible on uh, on that book and I actually uh, photocopied in color photocopies um uh, some of the pages on that and blew it up and stuck it on my wall at the, the time. Um and I just think um as well in terms of other crossovers that what the marvel universe has been doing in terms of the cinematic universes is, is you know quite a stunning achievement and uh yeah that that would be probably my other favorite just sort of you know the way that they've been able to pull, pull off what they they have that that grand sweep of all of these interconnecting uh franchises um you know and do it so well um yeah very impressed yep. what about yourself chief
0: um, I'm just going to stick to comics for this one. Um, I would say um, the Batman Elmer Fudd from 2017 by um, Steve Orlando, um, Tom King, and Lee Weeks. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, very the good. Batman Planetary Night on Earth from 2003 by Warren Ellis and um, Cassidy. I liked. Good stuff. yeah. Suicide Squad Banana Splits from 2017. Um, by Bedard and Caldwell that's um, another one of those um, Hanna-Barbera DC crossovers um, what else Batman Tarzan Claws of the Catwoman from 1999 Ron Mars, Eagle Cordy like I said okay, Batman, Batman three. Yeah. Superman Tarzan Son of the Jungle Chuck Dixon, Carlos Maglia uh, Green Lantern Huckleberry Hound that's by um, Mark Russell and Rick Leonardi um, and I did quite like. It's part of a bigger storyline, so you won't get your most out of it. But I did like the Wildcats aliens, uh, which was Warren Ellis and Chris Sprouse. But that's yeah, that was well done, of, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Part yeah. of a, a bigger Stormwatch storyline, so on its own, probably won't get the most out of it. But um, and they
1: also, they also bravely used that story to wipe out a huge swathe of the leading cast on the book as well, which was very unusual for that kind of crossover where largely they're sort of slightly to the side of the normal continuity and and can be ignored for the purposes of continuity whereas this one they used a they used a actual you know inter inter inter-franchise property crossover to to wipe out a good chunk of the of the cast
0: yep yep 1998 that was a long time ago
1: Um, which I think was meant that that it's harder to collect, though, (laughs) to see the story because of uh, all of those right issues, but there we go. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've got all the singles there, so I was still doing a bind, a custom bind of all those um, Stormwatch issues and stuff. Still might do, still might do, but right there you go that was a good one good one some good suggestions there um if for nothing else for the chief to go and check out um everyone else um feel free to you know um if you have there's stuff that you haven't seen or, or read or listened to um let us know if you do uh, delve into it let us know what you thought and whether yeah. if those people were right or wrong to give those suggestions <laughs> no, no one's no know one's wrong you.
1: on talking joe I don't know what you're going to pick up, but I think this has motivated me to actually finally dig out those G.I. Joe versus $6 million man issues and actually give them a read. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do that probably some point in this week. Very good. Very good.
0: Um, thanks to all the listeners for the response there. That keeps that segment going. And in fact, the listeners keep the show going because without those uh, loyal, good listeners you know there's no point in doing the show so thanks to them as always you can catch us in the usual places that's talking underscore joe on twitter talking joe comics on instagram talking joe comics at gmail.com or talking joe a gi joe podcast on the facebook um yeah well i guess we're prepping up now christmas eve wink wink we need to get ready for the big man in his red outfit who's going to come and deliver all my posts oh no that's the yep. different guy in red the oh, um, big man coming to empty his sacks down your chimney oh don't do it don't do it to me please um, big man anyway listen i'm going to put some mince pies out for that big man and uh, chief's going to snaffle them all down um <laughs> listen merry christmas everyone have a happy new year the talking joe crew will see you in the new year with lots more content because when all is said and done, we will catch you down the road. Because we've been talking Joe. And we're all out of Christmas cheer. we got loads of Christmas cheer. What are you talking about, Chief? <laughs> Laters.